that the human being has to know. The word Veda means knowledge. So it has something to share. That is meant for the human being. This much we have to understand. It has something to share whose purpose is only for the human being. And when the Veda shares her wares, it is not like going to a, you know, going to some kind of a fair, Mela. They have now, nowadays they have Hindu Mela. I think even in Atlanta they are having, you know, like a, like a smorgasbord, a buffet of all kinds of things. Spiritual fest, a mela. So here is something and here is something else and here is the third thing and there is what? Now there is the Veda also. But this is not. When the Veda shares what she has to say, it is not like a buffet of all other things. And then Veda is one more dish. What she dishes out is one more thing. No. What the Veda gives is not available anywhere else. This we have to understand. Like see, like for example, you know, how to, how to have better memory, you know. So many things are available, correct? You can take ginkgo pills. And if you take one today, then perhaps we'll be lucky for the Sanskrit class tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you can take Gotu Kola, all these are herbs which increase the memory supposedly, you know. But here the Veda offers something. It's all about means and ends. It offers something that nothing else offers. There is a whole prayer for memory. Medha Suktam. And if you remember to chant it every day. <laughs> you remember to chant it every day. And memory comes. You know. yeah. Who doesn't want memory? You know, everybody wants to, you know, better memory. One way to gain the memory, see, there is so many other, uh, you know, worldly ways to gain memory. They say you have to keep playing crosswords and that number crossword, Sudoku. And then your memory is better. But that is all just on the relative, you know, level. And memory, when you, when you take recourse to the Veda, it will give that which is Hitam. Hitam means what? Beneficial. Comfort. So that's why what the Veda shares for the humankind is utterly and completely and totally different from any other thing that you can find in the world. Like even if you take go to cola or whatever it is, some people may be allergic, some people it will not suit. <laughs> yeah. But no one can say I am allergic to the Veda. <laughs> that is the beauty of the Veda. It transcends everything because all it wants is Hitam for the benefit of humankind. A body of knowledge has been given so that the human beings live in this world happily. So, but here again we have a little subjectivity. What is hitam for one person? May not be hitam for another person, correct? Yeah. One person wants window open. Another person wants everything shut as though one is living in a tomb. They just happen to be married. That's all. <laughs> 
So how can you say this is Hitam? You know? Yeah, Bhagavan has his own ways of ensuring that the karma exhaustion takes place and everybody gets ready for knowledge. <laughs> this is the only way. And so how do you decide what is Hitam? You know? Because what is, you know, it's very subjective, relative. That's why the Veda has a repertoire of all kinds of hitams for everybody. If somebody says, I want a child, that is hitam for me. Veda says, okay, have a child. How? Uttra Kameshtya Yajeta Uttra Kamaha One who is desirous of having a child, do this ishti, this prayer, fire ritual, called Uttrakama Ishti, the fire ritual uh, performed by those people who are desirous of having children. Yajeta, may this person worship in that particular way using this thing. And somebody says, no, 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 forget child, I want money, I want wealth. And in those days, wealth was counted in gold and cattle. So I want lots of cattle, I want lots of wealth, I want gold, I want all land, because land is needed to feed the cattle. If somebody were to say that, then there are rituals to help bring about the wealth. And then what? Of course, once you get the wealth, what do you do with it? You know, spend it, even if you don't spend it, it gets spent, yeah. Money is something that has to be protected from itself. <laughs> really, it's a very strange thing. And so, then you have to do this yajna again. So, wealth, and somebody says, okay, forget children, forget wealth. What I want is health. There is myriad of rituals for health. So many, you know, all kinds of rituals are there for health. And regardless of so this way, regardless of what one seeks, the Veda has a general desire to do hitam. And that's why the Veda is a very bulky thing. Why? Because everybody's concept of hitam varies from place to place from time to time and from person to person and also in the same person from time to time. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I did Putra Kameshti. Yesterday means a few years ago to have children and then what? Now they are teenagers. <laughs> Where can I send them? You know, this is what it is. I wish I had not done that. So this way the person also keeps changing. There is this constant, you know, the hitam keeps shifting. It's a shady shifting hitam in the mind of the seeker of the hitam. It's a shady hitam, it's a shifting hitam, it's a problematic hitam, a troublesome hitam. The Veda like a thousand functional mothers. Yeah, I have to add the word functional these days. <laughs> yeah. When one loving mother is, you know, so wonderful to have. But multiply her by thousand. And that is the hitam you get by following the Veda. And so, this, this whole, that's why it's a bulky body of knowledge, which until very recently was transmitted from teacher to disciple. How? Ear to mouth. From the mouth of the teacher to the ear of the disciple who then became the teacher from the mouth of that teacher to the ear of the next disciple even today it is taught like that if you go to the vedic gurukulas no books are allowed you know chanting the suktam with the help of the book is a very recent phenomenon and in the even now in the rural areas 
everything is retained here which is why i say you need medha shakti <laughs> medha means memory the brain cells have to activate and so to hold this body of knowledge in the head you know in this tiny little head the entire veda resides and you know if you start chanting it today you can still chant it non stop for the next 10 days and not run out of it which is what it is this is the glory of the veda it is so bulky such a huge you know cornucopia of goodness for humanity an assemblage of nothing but what is hitam because the people's wants are so many and so varied and when we look closely the wants do not stop in this life after having secured a good life what does one want to do ah secure a place in the afterlife also reserve a seat now here itself it's hard enough you know if you want to go to a concert everything you have to call and buy a ticket in advance before it gets sold out now heaven also can get overpopulated and some day they can say no this is the cut off point <laughs> you cannot go there you have to wait your turn <laughs> they may say that indra may just suddenly say okay heaven is become indra is the king of heaven yeah abhi nahi doors closed pearly gates closed you can say that so therefore the you know the desire for what happens after this life is also there and sometimes it eats the person when in old age abhi kya hoga mera kya hoga what will happen to me after i finish this life where am i going to go and wherever i go am i going to be happy how can i assure that i'm going to be happy so there is a great chinta a worry about the afterlife this is only in the human mind as we will see later and so the veda provides for afterlife as then i mean this is again hitam swarga kamaha somena yajet the ones who are desirous of going to a nice place in the afterlife because there are some not so nice places also veda again is the first book to talk about heaven swarga and we have various levels seven up and seven down down means what up and down in relation to what in relation to earth bhuloka where we are from our standpoint up means nicer situations better 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 best and then little less better little less better less better less better less better and then worst and they have names also seven up bhuhu bhubaha subaha mahaha tapaha janaha satyam these are the seven wonderful spheres they are like parallel universes it's not going up or down it's not directional it's not dependent upon space and then less comfortable situations what are they atala vitala sutala dharatala prasatala mahatala patala yes these are the seven not so comfortable fields of experience and then the seven wonderful fields of experience and how to go is also given oh so i just have to do a yagya called uh, soma yagya you know first of all that soma juice is extinct okay yeah understand please so that's all i can you know put some some other you know juice we'll put mango juice so what if soma juice is not there so mango juice e na yajeta you know so i will use mango juice and i will say because in in the hindu ritual substitutions are possible and in fact that is what they do you know this miserable fellow praying every morning you know you are supposed to have all kinds of things to put on the altar of bhagwan you offer a seat you offer water to wash the feet you offer a new dress where this person is going to bring new dress every day yeah and offer jewelry where this person is going to bring jewelry 
So the miserable jiva prays like this. Vastrartham akshatan samarpayami. Oh Lord, I have to go to office right now. <laughs> so in place of clothes, new clothes, please accept these few grains of tinted, you know, tinted yellow rice with turmeric. Akshata. And then what? Abharanartham jewelry, where will I bring, oh Lord? Akshatam, akshatan samarpayami. Again, the same tinted yellow rice I am going to offer to you at your feet. You know, upavitartham, instead of giving you the sacred thread, what am I going to do? Same old, same as, you, as usual, you know. And this is what, this is what we do, you know. This is what the substitutions are possible. So instead of soma juice, I can do mango juice and I can do the yajna. Will that assure me a place in this heaven? That is not the whole thing. Why? Because the Veda also gives another very important hitam. What is that? The concept of Papa and Punya. It is not enough to do some yajna and then think that you will go to heaven. That is gate crashing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say, oh, I'm saved, you know, what kind of saviorship is this? I'm saved and I can go to heaven. You cannot say that. So therefore what? Therefore, you have to, you have to just understand that while the yajna can help propel, it can, it can fuel and help you propel to get to a comfortable situation in the afterlife. Really speaking, that which takes you to Swarga or a heaven-like place is what? Your own karma, your own actions, whose fruits you reap elsewhere. This is how will you know? No, that's what I'm saying. That what the Veda offers is not understood by any other means. How do you know that there is Papa? How do you know that there is Punya? And how do you know that Punya currency can be expended elsewhere? <laughs> not just here. It's like traveler's checks. You know, you don't have to have the currency of that particular country. If you go to Ghana, if you go to Thailand, you know, both the places you don't have to even have the local currency. Both the places you can take, you can take American Express traveler's checks. And you can spend it there. Just like that, the punya, the good karma done in this life is what? Is the traveler's checks for extraterrestrial traveler. Yeah. This is what it is. So the Veda gives this, this whole body wonderful. It's all about means and ends. Some ends are known. The means are not known. Child is known. I want a child is known. How to have it is not known because nothing is working. And how, what is the connection between this Putra Kameshti Yajna, this fire ritual called Putra Kameshti, whose name is, and this, you know, this particular event of having children, what is the connection? Unknown. Sometimes the end is unknown. That there is Varga is, you know, it's unknown. Whether it is there, how will I like it? How will I go? Everything. But the means are known. You have to do good here. <laughs> Correct? So unknown means, known ends. Known ends, unknown ends, known means. And sometimes unknown means, unknown ends. You know? So like this, the Veda ensures that humankind is benefited. That's all she wants is the benefit of humanity and therefore it's not the property of one individual one community one nationality and one set of you know one religious doctrine it's not really a doctrine it is applicable to everybody we have to see this it's not a you know it's not a doctrine it's not a dogma it's something that is applicable to the whole you know universe it's a universal body of knowledge so that is what we call Veda and there are four in number and scientists have spent a lot of time, histor historians, social scientists have spent a lot of time trying to understand which came first, which came second, 
based on so many things, we don't bother with that. You know, just like the Big Bang, you don't say what came first. You know, it, it, is, it, it, is, it just emerged from that one thing. Now they are calling it God matter, whatever it is, doesn't matter. <laughs> from that one thing, everything including time and space emerged, which is exactly what the Veda says. The Veda reveals the cause of the universe as well. And the same Veda is later on by, uh, by a sage, a, 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 an honored teacher in the tradition. One of the earliest links that we have, Bhagavan Vyasa, was divided into four. That one body called Veda was divided into four and given to various people to keep so that it would not be lost and it would be kept through families. Each one chanting and teaching the children and then the children growing up and teaching their children. That is how it is survived. That is how it has survived 1000 and odd years of colonization. That is the, the main reason that the dharma is intact, you know, today. And so the Veda was divided into four for ease of maintaining with families. And even now, the traditional way of introducing oneself is that person will say, you know, aham yajushakhadhyayi, so and so aham, I am this, this kind of a person, this is my name, this is my lineage, and I am the student of the Yajur Veda. They may not even be knowing one mantra, more than one. They will know Gayatri, that's all. But still you can claim that you are the student of the Yajur Veda. This is a big thing. This itself shows how beautifully it has been maintained in families. That you can have the temerity to say, I am the student of the Yajur Veda. This is fantastic. And so, the four Vedas, Rik, Yajus, Sama and Atharva, they all have the same purport. They, sometimes they have interchangeable mantras and each one has a certain beauty. Rig Veda is, is hymns, a lot of prayers and hymns for invoking various, you know, uh, devatas and invoking Bhagavan to ward off obstacles of various kinds. Then we have, you know, so we have a lot of hymns in the Rig Veda. Yajur Veda has a lot of fire sacrifices. It's very famous for that. Same Rig Mantras are also used in the fire sacrifice. Then we have something called Sama Veda where the mantras are set to music. Very beautiful. And then we have Atharva Veda. And Atharva Veda is very uh, well known for, for how to have a say over the elements, the forces of nature, so to speak, which trouble us, like drought, what else is there? You know, like uh, drought is uh, too much floods, like is happening in the Himalayas. Everything is just washing away, so many people just gone, you know. Everything has become an island. You know, this is another consequence of this warming temperatures. So, so therefore, this is the, you know, so these are the four Vedas. And generally we have a two-fold division between the, in each Veda, between what is called the first portion of Veda, which is generally known by the name Veda. And then what is the other one? Vedanta. Vedanta. Abba. Yes. <laughs> yes. Vedanta. Vedanta means what? You know? that which appears at the end of the Veda. So this is very, uh, you know, this is a technical division in the tradition, Veda and Vedanta. But it's also a very funny division. Nobody says, you know, the book and the last chapter. Do you say that? No. What are you studying? I'm studying just the last chapter. <laughs> I'm not interested in the book. <laughs> what are you studying? I'm studying everything except the last chapter. You know, nobody talks like that, you know. <laughs> here this sounds funny. So, but here there is a reason for that. Why? Because it has the, the hitam, it is all based on hitam. Remember, I introduced the concept of hitam. Hitam means that which is eminently good for me. 
eminently beneficial and eminently, you know, that which gives me comfort, comfortable, correct? And I also told you so many hitams, so little time, and that's why so many hitams and so many mantras, so many hitams, so many kinds of spells, and so many hitams, so many rituals. I told you all that, you know. Then why this division between the first portion and the last portion of the Vedas? We can say that the first portion of the Veda talks about hitam in the relative sense and the last portion of the Veda reveals that which is absolute hitam. Now which one do you want? You know? What a choice, <laughs> really, you know. And of course, the Indians will say, I want both. <laughs> because I don't want to settle for less than anything other than absolutely everything. And so I want both. Yeah. Yeah. Little bit of karma, little bit of moksha. Little bit of this, little bit of that. Thoda ye, thoda wo. You know, we have to have a balanced diet. All the food groups have to be there. Yeah. More about that in a bit. <laughs> so what do I mean by relative and absolute hitam? Relative hitam, which the first portion of the Veda reveals, is hitam all right. There is nothing ahitam about it. What is ahitam? <laughs> not beneficial. <laughs> there is nothing ahitam about, you know, Wanting a child, wanting a good partner in life, wanting money, preferably lots of it, and <laughs> wanting all kinds of things. What is ahitam about it? There is nothing wrong, nothing ahitam. But it is relative in two senses. Why? Because, as I said, even with regard to the same person, it keeps varying. What I want today I may not necessarily want tomorrow. And what I wanted yesterday, and I really fought for it, I do not want now. Now I am fighting to get rid of it. So even for the same person, the hitam is a shifting hitam. We already alluded to it. So that's why it is relative, because what satisfies now may not satisfy later on. And the second reason it is relative is because every relative, every hitam that I call relative is finite. That's another reason. First is it keeps shifting. What I want today, I may not want tomorrow. And what I had yesterday, I want to get rid of today. And second thing is, even if I still want it, it keeps depleting, 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 depleting. Correct? Karmana upattam hitam. The hitam that is gained by karma, by action, is what? Finite. Nashyati. Karmana upattam nashyati. Vyati. Vyati means it's expended. Vyaya takes place. So you cannot say it is avyaya, means it will never change. That's why one keeps going to the temple. Oh, may my, may my loved ones be okay. And you know, Vishnu is sitting there or standing there or lying down there. And then Lakshmi says, didn't, didn't this fellow pray for the same thing yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Praying again today? So, what is this going on? You know, that's because the prayer of yesterday is for what? Yesterday. Just like cooking, you cannot say I have cooked for what? For the whole lifespan. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some people do that, you know. They put food in the freezer. Everyday food. You cook once a year and eat the rest of the year, you know. So, hopefully that's not the case. But, here we are talking of a hitam 
that is finite. Vyakti, it keeps getting expanded. And why is the hitam finite? Again, there are two reasons. One is it is dependent on your action. Karmana uparjitam, that which is gained by action is finite. Result of action, finite. Why? Action. The means are finite. The means used to gain the hitam, carefully listen, are finite. And so the ends are what? Finite again. Finite means lead to finite ends. This is a this is a no-brainer, really speaking. So that is why, again, it is relative because one it keeps one spinning the wheel of action all the time. And in order to keep spinning the wheels of action, one identifies primarily as an actor. An actor to, to whom Things are happening. An actor means karta. Karta to whom things are happening means that karta becomes what? Bhokta. And why does one act? In order to enjoy the fruits of one's labor. Correct? Nobody acts without needing to enjoy the fruits of one's labor. Somebody is cooking. Why are you cooking? Are you going to eat? No. What are you cooking? Breakfast. So after that, what will you do? I will cook lunch. After that, what will you do? Oh, then it will be time to make dinner. So when are you going to eat? I am not going to eat at all. Oh, so you invited some people and you are doing annadanam so that you can enjoy. No. Nobody does that, correct? Yeah. Prayojanam anuddishya, Adi Shankara says. Mandopi karmanina pravartate. Without having a certain purpose, nobody acts. Even the dullest person will not engage in action. They will say, why do I have to do this? What will I get out of this? So the karta becomes a karta for what? For enjoyment, for bhoga. So then karta really doesn't want to be karta. Karta wants to be bhogta. <laughs> yeah. Karta is not for the sake of karta. Karta is a karta. Because... The karta wants to enjoy the fruits of the labor. Karta wants to become bhogta. Okay. Let's do very simple. Then what happens? Chapter 2. Karta becomes bhogta. Then what? Ahitam. Why ahitam? You, you followed all the rules. You did everything. How come you don't like what came? I don't know. Something happened. One step was missed in the yajna. <laughs> What step? You know, I had everything except ghee. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is the main thing. Okay, mm. I had the fire. I had everything. You know, I just didn't have ghee. I ran out. It's okay. It's not okay. That is why you didn't get the fruits of your action. So then now bhokta is crying. Why? Because I wanted this and I did not get this. Okay, Baba. Okay. Then what are you going to do? In fact, not only did I not get what I wanted, I got something that I didn't want in the process. Because this is action, you know, the fruits of action. As the Bhagavad Gita says, everybody knows this, are not in our hands. We act, but we are not what? You know, the, the, the producers of the fruit of action. And this again, the Bhagavad Gita, which is under, which is just like the Veda says, Bhagavad Gita also is borrowed knowledge from the Veda alone. Veda says you are not in charge of the fruits of action. The results of action, you know, come from elsewhere. Not from the Karta. If the Karta could produce whatever he, she wanted, then we would not have this one month course. And even if we had it, nobody would come. Why? Because there is no problem. <laughs> yeah, karta becomes bhokta, then uh, you know everything is fine. But here, karta becomes bhokta, and what kind of a bhokta? 
sad bhokta yeah sad ananda you know it was one swami sadananda <laughs> how do you spell in english sad ananda yeah so karta becomes bhokta and then the bhokta is not happy and of course you can have two scenarios because you can tell me why are you always looking at the wrong side why don't you say the bhokta is happy okay take that bhokta theek hai khush hai very happy bhokta is very happy but then for how long is the bhokta happy until the fruit of the karma of the action runs out yes mm-hmm. yeah and when is it going to run out sooner than you think especially when you're having a good time correct that's why you say i don't even know how time went <laughs> i had a small sliver of clarity i had a small sliver of happiness i had a small bounty of i don't know something wonderful and then poof it's gone then what do i have to do ah, that is that therein lies the question so the bhokta then either because one is unhappy with the results or one is happy with the results but the results are exhausted becomes what again karta 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 bhokta 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 karta means doer bhokta means the one who enjoys the fruit of the doing or the undoing i'm giving hints now yeah so then the first portion of the veda that's why there is a distinction because the first portion of the veda keeps the the, the chakra going what is this chakra karta bhukta karta bhukta chakra means cycle yeah karta oh tired of karta okay bhukta karta 5 days a week bhukta weekend again what karta during the week bhukta during the weekend karta 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 whole year and then yearly vacation summer holidays bhukta 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 then again karta 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 bhukta 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 karta bhukta bhukta karta karta bhukta bhukta karta bhukta 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 karta 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 bhukta depending on one's karma <laughs> and the karta thinks because everybody wants to really be the bhukta in a good way of of wonderful bhukta of hitam yeah that's what they want when all the time so the karta you know one karta thinks you know the neighbor i work for you know 11 and a half months of the year and i get a miserable 15 days off from the job and 15 days mein kya hota hai you know i need one week to recover from that 11 months and then another week by the time i need to get ready for the next 11 months it's gone but look at this neighbor one month they work and 11 months they enjoy this is not fair because the one karta is looking at the other karta or rather one karta is looking at the next bhokta yeah this is how the samsara chakra yesterday i told you the definition of samsara samyak sarati that which moves without any help from you so one karta looks at another bhokta and says this is not fair at all why is this happening how can i you know how can i be in that one's place oh god please let me be in that one's place then sudden lottery lottery lag gayi they say lag gayi means i got a lot i won the lottery <laughs> so the karta that prayed with a fervent heart did some yagyas shri sukta homa got lottery <laughs> and then what Hmm? are they happy being a bhokta no then had to go to the doctor to get anti anxiety prescription medication why because so much money not used to it what will i do who to give who not to give and how to protect it where to keep it you know how even the banks you cannot trust these days should i keep it under the mattress in fact what under the mattress that money itself is the mattress how to do this what kind of things and so much you know even though they say 8 million dollars 10 million jackpot 
out of that you know you get only 3 million because by the time all the taxes and gift tax and this tax and that tax you feel taxed and so the bhokta becomes very worried even one even when one thinks this and the, in order to take care of the worry one has to become a karta again so the first portion of the veda is hitam all right both of them are hitam but the relative hitam what do i mean is that it keeps one in the cycle karta bhokta 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 bhokta karta karta bhokta bhokta karta 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 bhokta 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 karta bhokta 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 karta bhokta and that is what is samsara doer and supposedly bhokta means enjoyer i don't buy that yeah no one in samsara is enjoying samsara <laughs> experiencer of the doing doer experiencer doer experiencer sometimes little bit of happiness and little bit of calmness little bit of whatever so this is why it is relative hitam and this is why we need to make a distinction between the first and the second portion of the veda the second portion is more than just the relative hitam. It provides what is called the absolute hitam. How can you say there is an absolute hitam? How can you say that, you know, that all that everyone wants is one and the same thing? You can. Why? Because if you look at what people want, they don't want that thing in itself which they think they want. They want the happiness that is derived from, they think is derived from that thing. So money, who wants for the sake of money, tell me. Nobody wants money for the sake of money. You know, what do you want money? So that I can feel secure. Why do you want to be secure? So I can be happy. Why do I want children? So I can be happy. Why do you want to get married? So I think I can be happy. <laughs> Why do you want to go on vacation? So I can relax. Why do you want to relax? So I can be happy. So really there is an absolute, there is the relative level of the specific things. But really speaking, there is an absolute hitam. And what is that hitam? Happiness. That happiness. The comfort is the absolute hitam. So now again, let me go back to that question I posed earlier. What do you want to choose? Relative or absolute? Absolutely the absolute. <laughs> In the absolute, is the relative included or not? It has to be included. But if I make the error of choosing the relative, then what happens? I miss the absolute. And when I miss the absolute, absolutely miserable. I'm absolutely miserable. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> if you know here and now, not in some other loka, what? That you are neither the karta nor the bhokta. You are that upon which the kartritvam, the doership, is an as though superimposition. The experiencership, the bhoktritvam, is an as though superimposition. If you know, the one who knows here and now, for that person, the, 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 the absolute has been gained. Satyam means here, absolute. Nachedi avedit. The person who doesn't know this. Mahati vinashti, great destruction. Infinite loss. The loss of the infinite is infinite loss. The, abs the loss of the absolute is absolutely a, a big loss. If I miss the infinite, I am relegated to the becoming an infinite seeker. I seek infinitely, which is not a good thing. Therefore, what do I have to do? 
I have to become the seeker of the absolute, the seeker of the infinite. If I am the seeker of the infinite, if I just turn the words around slightly even, if I become the seeker of the infinite, then what? My quest is finite. I don't have to keep seeking, keep seeking, keep seeking, 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 seeking. So, if I am the seeker of the infinite, then the quest is finite. The infinite, as it's revealed by the last portion of the Veda, not something to seek, something which is already you. That is the greatest hitam in knowing that. You know where to go, nothing to do, nothing to strive for, nothing to lose, nothing to gain, nothing to worry about. You are the whole. This is the message that is the absolute hitam, absolutely for everybody. But what if I don't want it? What if I'm, you know, maybe majority people want hitam. Maybe I'm happy being a seeker. Maybe I'm okay being a seeker. Is there such a thing? Happy being a seeker? No. You can only be happy being a seeker if you're getting what you're seeking. But if you're not getting what you're seeking, how can you be happy being a seeker? And especially when what you are seeking is happiness itself. <laughs> How can you be happy being a seeker when you are seeking happiness? And that happiness is the most elusive thing because the moment you catch it, it goes. When you strive to seek it, you strive to keep, you know, keep a hold of it. It is like the wind. You can't, you can't keep the wind in stationary in one place. That is why the name for wind is Anila. Nanilayati. That which doesn't stay in one place. You can even name happiness. Sukha also is anila. It seems to be asthira and anila. It doesn't stay in one place. And neither does it, you know, uh, always with you. You don't see that. It doesn't stay in one place. It keeps shifting from thing to thing. And so therefore, one is in a quandary of how to seek uh, you know, what is it that I am seeking and what is wrong with what I am seeking and how perhaps I am seeking something that doesn't need to be sought, you know. And that is the subject matter of the last portion of the Veda, the absolute hitam, which everybody wants. That is why I said it's a universal human goal, which is what is called moksha. Moksha is nothing but the gain of happiness. And so what this last chapter has to say about oneself, we will see after taking a short break. Om Purnamadak Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadakshate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om